0: Hello, welcome to the IDEAS podcast. Inclusive, digital, educational, anti discriminatory alternatives. You're listening to Module 4 Body, Health, and LGBTQI Rights. Episode 3 Talking about trans femininity's experiences, Iphigenia's narrative. Colour youth, Athens, LGBTQ youth community is here again, to make a noise. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Trans non-binary people exist. Trans kids exist. Trans people are valid. Trans people do not owe us heteronormativity. Trans femininities are here to stay. Let's protect trans lives. Let's talk about trans femininities. Welcome to a third podcast of Color Youth Athens LGBTQ youth community. My name is Jay, and I use the pronouns she or they. This series of podcasts has been created based on our experiences and knowledge as LGBTQI plus activists and queer femininities living in Greece. In this episode, we will discuss a very important topic the experiences of transgender femininities and women in Greece. You may have listened to a previous podcast talking about various gender identities, the spectrum of sexuality and queerness in general. We decided to make a whole podcast regarding trans femininities and their experiences and regarding the obstacles they face as it is a topic we rarely discuss openly. Transphobic incidents ranging from everyday sexism to physical assault and murder are on the increase, and that injustice makes us want to scream. That is not okay. Trans people have the right to live, to enjoy life, and be free to express themselves without fear. Though we try to make this podcast as smooth and less hurtful as possible, it may upset you. So it is okay to skip any part of the podcast, pause, Or even withdraw from the podcast if this feels best for you. Shall we begin? Once upon a time there was a girl with brown smooth hair, beautiful magnetic eyes and a welcoming smile. We were seeing each other on some queer events. I don't know back then if she was an artist, an activist. All I knew was that more or less she was there for the LGBTQ community She was participating and fighting for our human rights, dreams and goals. After a few years, I finally had the opportunity to talk more deeply with her about her aesthetic and her job. Apparently, she's indeed an artist, a member of the LGBTQ community, and most importantly, a kind and a little mysterious person. During our mini chats, I realized I had purchased her artwork in the past while being unaware of who its creator was. Beautiful stickers, amazing drawings, Many of them represented queer bodies, softness in queerness, and the combination of struggle and beauty that transition entails. I would like to share her experiences so others can gain a glimpse into the light I saw in her during the discussions. It begins with me and Iphigenia, that is her name, sitting in a queer space in Athens, having a conversation around the difficulties trans women and femininities face. It was difficult for
1: me before I started transitioning. My main issues were the social obstacles that I had to face. We all know that we live in a transphobic and patriarchal society, but it is different when you have to experience that every day. It was a pain in the ass for me to find a job. It literally took me four years, mainly because my appearance did not match with my sex assigned at birth. And it is always tiring to be obliged to come out as a trans girl to a person who is going to be my future employee and to be rejected because of my gender identity. It sucks to be a trans girl in Greece sometimes and it comes with a big disappointment. It is a total other level of violation of personal space and privacy when you have to explain your identity to everyone around you because they are not educated about what it means to be trans, what social and medical transition is, why it is normal and why you just want to do usual things that most cis people also want. To find a job, to have your own money, to have a relationship, to enjoy your friends and, generally speaking, to live freely without restrictions and social expectations
0: of gender roles. This also comes down to the point I was thinking about. How much people lack education regarding trans issues, correct?
1: Yes, of course. This is a huge problem for trans women because we cannot get the right information from either the internet or the doctors, you know, the experts. And this was also a problem I faced before starting my transition. I couldn't find valid information about the procedures, what I needed in order to start my medical transition, how much top surgery was going to cost, how long it would take to start hormones. Why are there no specific protocols and instead each doctor has their own procedure or time plan? And this brings me to the other issue, the public health sector. I had trouble in starting transitioning not because I wasn't sure or having any doubts, but only because of the system. To be more specific, I had to go through a real-life test, which is a procedure in which you have to live with the gender you want to, which means to live as a woman in my case, without any medical treatment, without receiving a prescription for hormones, estrogen. Let's say that this is a way for doctors in the public sector to make sure that trans people are trans enough, that they are definitely willing to start transitioning. Trans people have to face transphobia, misgendering, and deadnaming all the time in order to prove to the doctors that they have a strong desire to start transitioning, which to my opinion is a very characteristic example of gatekeeping. It is kind of ironic if you think of a doctor saying to one of his patients, okay, you came here to find a solution to whatever bothers you, stay with this for six months to see if it's going to bother you during the period of time and If it still bothers you, I will help you. That was also the main reason why I started my transition after two years and not immediately. I should also mention what transition is. Transition includes some or all of the following personal, medical, and legal steps telling one's family, friends and co-workers, using a different name and new pronouns, dressing differently, changing one's name and or sex on legal documents, hormone therapy and possibly, though not always, one or more types of surgery. The exact steps involved in transition vary from person to person and those steps do not lead to a trans person who is more trans than the other. All trans women are valid, irrespectively of hormones, surgeries or coming outs. To be honest though, my family at that time was not supportive at all. So this also did not help me back then.
0: And we know how important the role of family acceptance is to all LGBT people. But especially during this time in your life, it would, at the very least, be essential to have the support of your family. Unfortunately,
1: this did not happen. I don't know how things could have been if my family was supportive, but this was the main reason I decided to go and rent a house to have my own place, my safe place. They could not support and accept me for who I am, so I had to make my own choices. After a while I started having a job which actually gave me the financial independence to pay for a private endocrinologist in order to start my hormone therapy. At first, I had difficulties not only due to hormones, but mainly because of my social transition. But when I started passing, I felt more comfortable in my everyday life while walking, buying coffee, and socializing. Everything was easier. Still, I was experiencing transphobic behaviors and acts, mainly when I had to visit a public service again or to go to the bank.
0: Since you referred to passing, what is your opinion about this? It is a controversial issue, and many people with the LGBTQ community believe it is a privilege. Others do not have this desire to blend so well into this gender community.
1: Yes, actually, passing is like a double-edged sword. Passing, by definition, is when the person is perceived as cisgender instead of the sex they were assigned at birth. The appropriateness of the term passing and the desirability of blending into cisgender society are both debated within the transgender community but we have to recognize that a trans woman who is perceived as cisgender may face less prejudice, harassment and risk of violence, as well as better employment opportunities. This is sometimes termed passing privilege. Personally, especially during the first months of transitioning, I found that during passing it was very important to be and feel a real woman. And here I speak for my soul and myself only when I say that I still feel that I need to pass socially to be more calm and not in a fight or flight mode all the time. Also, another issue we need to consider here is safety. I'm not going to state that passing is good or bad, problematic or not as a term, when passing keeps me safe in my everyday life during activities. And it allows me to keep my trans identity visible only to people I trust, and it feels good to share this personal information.
0: Yeah, I see. And I'm also thinking now that you referred to this about the issues trans people face just because their ID or other legal documents do not match their gender identity. In some countries, it's impossible to have your gender recognized by law. In other countries, the procedure is often long and difficult. Legal recognition of gender identity is considered to be the procedure of changing the name and the gender which are written in public documents such as ID card, passport, driver's license or birth certificate. In order to change your personal details, your gender must be recognized by law fulfilling very specific criteria. Many of these laws violate human rights by obligatory sterilization, enforced divorce, obligatory mental disorder diagnosis, or age limitations. On September 18, in 2017, a new bill was introduced in Greece, stating very clearly that trans people can change their documents without the requirement of medical interventions or tests. There are some limitations identified in the new law. The first thing is the fact recognition must be validated by local court instead of a simple, accessible, out-of-court administrative process. Furthermore, a lawyer's assistance is usually required which means that the procedure can be expensive and not affordable for everyone. Furthermore, there is no provision to legal gender recognition to minors below 17 years and to transgender refugees and migrants. The law also forces transgender people who are married to get divorced before they change their legal gender, which means that they have to choose between the rights and protection provided by their marriage and the rights and protections provided by legal recognition of their gender. Having all this in mind and many more we didn't mention regarding legal recognition of gender, I'm wondering, how was this procedure for you? I still remember when first the
1: politicians and then society, also the newspaper, journalists and experts were discussing legal recognition of gender identity. I can recall everyone was writing in the news and social media how this procedure was going to be, but at the end most of these pieces were hugely misinformative. Also in the parliament, politicians were discussing these issues in a way that made it abundantly clear. That they were not focusing on the main point. Trans lives were depending on this decision, on this law. At this period in time, I was feeling constantly angry and scared. My anger was growing from all these transphobic comments, and my fear was rooted in the fact that these people had my future and my well being in their hands. And they seemed like they were playing with it, they were debating it as it was nothing but a legal thing to pass. But to return to my experience, I did my coming out as a trans woman in my workplace, and to my surprise, my boss did not fire me. I strongly believe after all these years that he did not fire me, not because he was okay with that, but because he was scared that I was going to use the anti-racist law we have in Greece against him. He already knew that I was experiencing a lot of sexist comments while working for him, and after my coming out, I received many transphobic comments regarding my womanhood also. And that's the case for many of us, trans women and femininities. We have to keep working in order to gain money to reduce our gender dysphoria. That is the way I saved money, even though I had the lowest salary and I managed to change my ID and all my legal documents. It took me 18 months to complete the procedure and receive the approval note, mainly
0: due to bureaucratic reasons. Well, if you can, yeah. From what I understand, you had to go through a lot. These procedures take so much time. You need to be alert and patient and have also psychological resilience to manage all these. The social stigma, the pathologization, the gender discrimination. The vulnerability society gives you, with just being a woman, the inadequacy of the Greek system without mentioning the personal issues which go hand in hand with social inacceptance for trans and gender, non-conforming people.
1: You are right. There are days in my life that I want to scream. This is not fair, I am human like all of us. I cannot stay calm or deny all the abusive behaviors from both society and the state. I am more in peace with myself now. I did my sex reassignment surgery two years ago and I feel I am building a strong and caring relationship with my body. Personally, the surgery gave me the strength and the ability to be functional, to be more balanced in a way. It reduced my dysphoria. Finally, I can feel gender euphoria by feeling more comfortable in my own skin. In the summer, I can go swimming without feeling disgust for specific parts of my body. I stopped having suicidal thoughts from time to time. I can see myself in the mirror and have an authentic smile without forcing me to use the technique of fake it till you make it. This is still the best decision I have ever taken in my life. I am aware that things are not perfect and they cannot be, but this is a new start in my life. A way to be free and a step closer to happiness and self-care.
0: While thanking Iphigenia a lot, about her input, about sharing her experiences as a trans femininity, we have to put into words and recognize what is happening in Greece according to what she said very clearly. Abusive and transphobic incidents in care setting may turn an already vulnerable experience into unbearable, resulting in the delay of complete avoidance of crucial services, a practice that puts trans people' overall health at risk. Healthcare barriers for trans people are diverse and located not only in Greece but around the globe. For our last minutes, I will try to summarize some of the many barriers that trans people experience in different settings from my point of view, as an activist and as a member of the LGBTQ community. Stigmatization and transphobia are the main issues trans people face in everyday life. This can be a very big issue, especially when it comes to the specific health-related needs. That's why it's crucial for healthcare providers to be educated, to be informed about trans people's needs in order for them to be able to support them without misgendering them, without offending or blaming them. Regarding professionals in general, educators, psychologists, care providers. You have to keep in mind that trans people experience already various forms of discrimination. So it would be a great relief to have an expert who is supportive and trans-friendly for a change. It is the obligation of experts to use the preferred name and pronouns. And it is useful to have in mind that transitioning has not an exact finishing line, which is the same for all trans individuals. Each person, can decide when she, he, they feel better with her, his body, bodily characteristics, and how, if this procedure goes or will go. As Ifigenia stated, we have to remember that we as women and femininities, cis or trans, need to take care of each other. Through solidarity, we can find protection and healing. Let's not forget this, in solidarity. That was a podcast about trans femininities and Liffigenes experience by Color Youth, Athens LGBTQ youth community. Stay tuned for our next podcast about sexual health issues. Until then, keep wearing.